Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. We have a special episode today. Today we are going to go over the trade deadline. This is our trade deadline special. Some players you should have your eyes on acquiring before the deadline passes. And also a few players maybe you should try to kind of sell high on, move on from maybe because of their upcoming schedule. We'll talk about that as well. Look at the playoff schedule. See who has the best schedule in the playoffs, so you have the best chance of winning. But before we get to all of that, as we always have to do, we have to start with the Word of God. And we're going to go to the book of Psalm here. We're going to go Psalms chapter 7, um, no, excuse me, Psalms chapter 4, verse 4. And it says, In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. So it, it doesn't say, do not be angry here. It says, in your anger, we're human beings. We're going to get um, our feelings hurt. We're going to get upset. But in your anger, do not sin. Don't act on it. That's the biggest thing. Just breathe, calm down. If you're in your beds, just be silent and not say anything awful or send that tweet out or send that text. Don't do that. Just breathe, pray, calm down. In your anger, do not sin. All right, let's start here with the quarterback position. I'm going to give a few names to maybe you should try to acquire, um, either through a trade or maybe they might be on the free agency waiver wire. There's a couple names on here that there's a possibility of that, well, at least one here. Um, but let's start with Dak Prescott. He has been on fire lately. It might not be easy to acquire him. Um, the manager of Dak Prescott might want a king's ransom for him, but it's not bad to open that open up that conversation because he has just been killing it of late, and his um, fantasy playoff schedule are going to be shootouts, so he's going to have to throw the ball. The last four weeks for Dak Prescott, he has Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit. Last game of the year is Washington. Um, that might not be important. And fantasy playoffs usually end, but I'm going to give all last four games here. Um, but yeah, Dak Prescott, that looks like a great end to his season. Another player to keep your eyes on, maybe try to acquire, Brock Purdy. He's been playing lights out as well. On Thursday, on Thanksgiving, he didn't have a great game, but he wasn't really needed that much. But normally, he's at, he's at 200 yards, two touchdowns. He has a solid floor. And his last um, games he has, Arizona, easy defense to pass on. Baltimore, that will be a shootout. And then Washington, maybe the worst defense in the league right now. So a great playoff schedule for Brock Purdy. And then lastly here, I want to talk about Joshua Dobbs. Now this one's a little bit more risky, and he might be available on the waiver wire. Um, but he has a good floor. His running ability keeps his floor high where he's at least going to get you 13 to 15 in that range. Um, his, he does concern me with his turnovers, and he gets hit a lot. So I'm a little afraid of possible injury, but he's a guy you should look into. His last four games, he has Cincinnati, no more Joe Burrow, so we'll be able to play well against them. Detroit, Green Bay, and Detroit. None of those defenses scare you, and the Vikings should be in those games competing, trying to pass the ball left and right, trying to win the game. So those are some guys you should look at. 
maybe you're acquiring, if you're um, hurting at the quarterback position, or if you're trying to upgrade. And then guys to try to avoid, maybe even sell high, possibly, depending on your roster. The main one I want to look at here is Tua, because he's been playing really well. He's got a great offense, but here lately, he's not been really passing the ball as much. They've been focusing on their run game, and their last four games are brutal as far as teams they have to play, other than the... Um, fantasy championship game that one they have a defense that you're not super scared of i actually know that's week 18 when um things are already wrapped up basically but yeah this is the last four games he has he has the jets he has dallas he has baltimore and then buffalo you're gonna see that's a consistent thing here that the dolphins last four games is brutal unless you have a week 18 championship and they played buffalo then you can feel excited about that but I, I would not want to be starting Tua in those last three games right there. Now, it is still the Dolphins' offense. They're still great. But if you've seen what they've done against good teams, against good defenses, they haven't looked all that great. Um, and against the Jets on Thursday, Tua threw for a touchdown. But I think, I think he just threw for one touchdown. He didn't really have to do a lot because, well, Jets' defense is really good, but their offense isn't. So... They just rode their run game. And then also a guy to look into maybe having a little bit um, concern in the fantasy playoffs is Sam Howell. Now, he does have a solid floor with the amount of passes he throws, but if you look at his last games, he has the Rams. That's not bad. So the first week of the fantasy playoffs, he has the Rams, but then he plays the Jets, and for the championship, he plays San Francisco. You want nothing to do with him there, at least Ideally, you do not. Um, so those are the quarterbacks. Now let's move on to the running back position. And let's start with running backs you might want to acquire if you're able to. And I'm going to start with DeAndre Swift. Um, he might not be that expensive because he hasn't really done amazing, but he's been consistent. He's been getting 10 to 15 points basically every single game, but he hasn't had those really big boom games. So you might be able to acquire him. I acquired him straight up for David Montgomery a couple weeks ago, and that looks like it might be a decent move for me because Montgomery split in touches with Swift, with um, not Swift, Jameer Gibbs, and DeAndre Swift is the guy there in um, the Eagles' backfield. And his last four games he has, oh, this is just beautiful. You want every part of this because the Eagles are probably going to have a huge lead wanting to run the ball, especially in um, two of these games. So their last games, they play Seattle, the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. Can that get any easier? The Seahawks doesn't, don't look that good anymore. The Giants and Arizona, teams they should be able to kind of cakewalk, honestly. So DeAndre Swift is a huge, huge running back for the playoffs. The next up, um, Kyron Williams. We're going to see how good he looks this week. Um, and after he plays on Sunday, it might be time to try to acquire him if you haven't already. Because he is the guy in that Rams backfield. When he was healthy, he got all the volume. And for his last four games, he plays Washington. Then he plays New Orleans. That's a good run defense. You might be a little bit concerned there. But then he plays the Giants. Um, last game's against San Francisco. You don't want him there, but... Usually, fantasy playoffs are already done. So Kyron Williams is someone you should be looking at, looking into. And lastly, this is 
a controversial one, but I still have faith in the playoff games he has for the fantasy playoffs. Looks solid, um, and I might want to acquire him in some leagues. I don't have him, but that's Bijan Robinson. Um, so their coach has been saying the right things lately about wanting to get him more involved because he is their best player, honestly. Um, and then his last four games for the fantasy playoffs, Carolina, one of the worst defenses in the league, especially run defenses. Indianapolis, you know, their defense is average. Not bad, but not good either. And then for the championship, he plays Chicago. They have a decent run defense, but overall their defense isn't that good. And Bichon likes to get out in the out of the backfield and get some dump-offs. And against Chicago, you can do that. So that's a great fantasy playoff schedule right there for Bichon Robinson. Then for some players you want to avoid or maybe even try to sell off. First up, we have Brian Robinson Jr. I love this player. I've acquired him in a few leagues. Um, I have full confidence in him, but for his fantasy playoffs, it's just bad. First game, he has the Rams. You're not too scared of that. Aaron Donald does kind of scare you a little bit, but they don't have much more than that. But after that, what Brian Robinson has to go up against, he has the Jets, then San Francisco, and then Dallas in Week 18 if you have to play Week 18. So I would avoid that at all costs if you're able to. Maybe even you can. This is a thought. You can trade Brian Robinson Jr. for a DeAndre Swift or a Bichon, maybe straight up. Um, it's a possibility. You can look, go to your manager and see if that's available. And then another player I'm looking at possibly moving or avoiding is James Conner. Um, he, uh, he's, he's solid. I love him as a player, but he hasn't really played great lately since comeback from injury. And then look at that remaining schedule for the fantasy playoffs. San Francisco. Chicago has, I think, one, number one or number two run defense right now. And then Philly. Philly's front line is insanely good. I, I don't want to start James Conner against these matchups. Now, his floor is higher than other running backs because of his pass volume um, in the pass game. But still, that is just brutal. I, I want to try to avoid if I can. Next up, we will look at the wide receivers. And let's start with players you want to try to acquire if you can. Um, first, we're going to go with the Los Angeles Rams receiver. So Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Um, Matthew Stafford is getting healthier. Cooper Cup's getting healthier. I have confidence in this offense. And with those players, and this is the remaining schedule in the fantasy playoffs. Washington for week one of the fantasy playoffs. That's amazing. The New Orleans, they have a good defense that isn't as great of a matchup, but then they play the Giants. Their pass defense is awful. Then the last game, week 18, they play San Francisco, but that one normally doesn't matter. So I want any kind of Cooper Cup or Pukunakua I can get my hands on. Then next, we have the Vikings receivers. So a Justin Jefferson, if you're available to get him, because maybe the fantasy manager is just tired of him riding the IR and not sure if he's ever going to play. I believe he's going to play in week 14. I think he's taking this Monday night off against the Bears. It's sounding kind of 50-50. They're saying some things like he's been ramping up in practice, but they have their bye next week, and it might just be best overall if they let him rest for two more weeks and then get him released, get him going against the Raiders, Bengals, and then so on and so forth. 
and that's and that's the same for um, acquiring the Vikings receivers for the fantasy playoffs. It's the same for Jordan Addison because this is their last four games. They have Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. They have Detroit. That's going to be a shootout. They have Green Bay, another defense that doesn't really scare you, and then Detroit again if you have to play in Week 18. That's a great um, slate of games in the fantasy playoffs. And the next, I'm looking at the San Francisco receiver. So Debo or Ayuk, they have one of the best offenses in the league. You can't stop it, honestly. You can just hope to contain it. Um, and look at their schedule for their playoffs. They have Arizona, easy defense. Baltimore, be a shootout. And then Washington, the best matchup of all for your fantasy championship against Washington. And then the last week's the Rams if you had to play in Week 18. Um, and then I'll give you one more here that I'm looking at. And this one's a th- just a thought. It depends on if you have confidence in this offense and you have confidence in Arthur Smith to turn things around. I'm looking at Drake London because um, he's so talented. And look at the remaining schedule in the playoffs. Carolina, possibly the number one or number two worst defense in the league. Indianapolis, doesn't really scare you. Chicago, their past defense doesn't scare you. And then Week 18 is New Orleans, good defense, but you shouldn't have to worry about that. So that's something to think about. Maybe you can get him for a little cheaper, possibly, and hopefully throughout the rest of the year, Arthur Smith actually calls his team well, coaches his team the right way, and gets the ball to the right guys. And then for a few guys you want to avoid or maybe ship off in one of these trades, the first guy I'm looking at is Terry McLaurin. Um He's, I don't know if you can even trade him at this point because he is just not getting involved. Maybe you can trade him for Drake London straight up, and maybe that's a thought you can consider. Look into it. Look how your team looks like. If I had McLaurin and I was looking at Drake London, I would think about it very, very hard because look at McLaurin's rest of um, season fantasy schedule, mainly the fantasy playoffs. He has the Rams. That's okay. Doesn't scare you. But then he has the Jets. Then San Francisco, and Week 18 is Dallas. I want nothing to do with any of that. Um, And then another player maybe you should think about um, trying to move because he just had a really good game is Jalen Waddell because, again, the fantasy playoff schedule is just brutal. He has the Jets, one of the best secondaries. He has Dallas. That should be a shootout, but I don't know. I'm not comfortable with it because the – Dolphins just don't play well against good teams. And then for the championship, they have Baltimore. Their secondary is really good. And if you're going to think that one receiver is going to beat these secondaries, okay, awesome. But that's going to be Tyreek. Jalen Wall might not be as heavily involved. And then the Week 18 is Buffalo. Um, But those are a couple receivers that I'm thinking maybe I want to move if I have them um, for one of those guys I talked about, for maybe one of the um, Rams receivers, maybe one of the Vikings receivers if you can. Now, let's go over and look at the tight end position. And first up, we're going to go over a couple players you might want to try to acquire. Um, this one you might not be able to get for cheap, just letting you know. He is currently, as we speak right now, the number one tight end in the game right now. That's TJ Hawkinson. Um, Josh Jobs doesn't have a lot of I don't know if I should say courage to push the ball downfield a lot of the times. And it's usually more short, medium, dump-off kind of things. And TJ Hawkinson is getting so much volume. He's getting pretty much all the targets. Now, when JJ comes back, they will draw plays for him. 
but Hawkinson's still going to get his. And again, Minnesota Vikings fantasy playoffs, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. None of those defenses scare you, and you have to think they're going to have to try to keep up with some of these offenses like Detroit, and Green Bay's looking better on offense as well. So I want TJ Hawkinson if I can acquire him. And next up, we have Trey McBride. Um, he might not be available on the waiver wire, but he still has a chance to be. I would go check because he is their number two option, and no one really can argue that at this moment. It's Marquise Brown, then it's Trey McBride, or it might be vice versa by the end of the year. It's hard to say, but they really love Trey McBride there. He is getting a lot of volume in their fantasy schedule, fantasy playoff schedule. They have San Francisco, so... They're going to have to keep up, and Kyler's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. What do you do when you get the, rid of the ball quickly? Running back, tight end. That's who you target. So Trey McBride is going to get involved. Then they have Chicago. Chicago's defense doesn't scare you. And then for the championship, fantasy championship week, they play Philly. And Philly, is one of the rules that we hear all the time is start your tight ends against Philly. I don't know what it is, but they never cover the tight end very well. So... Trey McBride against Philly for your fantasy championship, you gotta love that. And for a couple guys I'm wanting to possibly move on from, um, I'm looking at um, Cole Komet for the Bears to start with because Justin Fields, he doesn't really throw the ball to his tight end as much as um, their backup did, as much as Badgent did. He more, mainly targets DJ Moore, not Cole Komet. And they're... Their schedule doesn't really scare you other than week one against Cleveland. That's just horrible. You want nothing to do with starting um, most players against Cleveland. Then they have Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay. Those are fine. But the main reason why I'm trying to move Komet is because Justin Fields is healthy, looking great, and he doesn't really target the tight end as much as Badgett has. And then another guy I'm trying to move, if you haven't moved him already, Kyle Pitts, I just don't know if it's going to happen this year. I really hope it does, but I'm I'm kind of done. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm done with the Kyle Pitts experience, so I'm trying to move him as much as possible. Um, the remaining schedule isn't bad. Carolina, Indy, Chicago, New Orleans, that's their fantasy playoff schedule, but still, I don't trust Arthur Smith to get the ball to all three of his playmakers, and I'm looking at, I'm trusting that's a strong word. I'm believing in Bijan in London, but I'm I, I'm kind of out on Kyle Pitts. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but um, I'm trying to move Kyle Pitts if I can. And then lastly, to look at defenses to stream. Um, I'm not talking about trying to trade for these defenses unless you truly want to try to acquire one of them, but we're looking at defenses to stream, maybe put on your bench in preparation for the playoffs. Um, that way you have that defense that has the best matchups. Um, first up, I want to talk about the Chiefs defense because they've been playing out of their mind so well. And I kind of want to have them for the rest of the year, honestly, not just the fantasy playoffs because they've been playing so well um, and they don't have that difficult of matchups going in, up into the fantasy playoffs. But look at the fantasy playoff schedule. New England. Las Vegas and Cincinnati. Then the Chargers to end, but you don't got to worry about the Chargers. Look look at that. They have to play the New England quarterbacks. That's easy peasy. They have to play Aiden O'Connell. You're not scared of that. And then Cincinnati, 
for the fantasy championship without Joe Burrow, you gotta love that. And then next, I'm gonna talk about the New Orleans Saints, mainly for the first week of the playoffs. They play the Giants week 15. I know that the Giants have moved the ball a little bit better. Tommy DeVito's looked okay. He played well the last week, but still, it's Tommy DeVito. He's a rookie quarterback that hasn't really done much in his uh, college career and his football career as a whole, so I would want to get that pretty good Saints defense against Tommy DeVito in Week 15. And But another big one I'm looking at is the Eagles. Um, in Week 15, they play Seattle, so Seattle's offense is decent, but it doesn't scare you, so to speak. But then they play the Giants in Week 16. You love that matchup. I'm kind of looking for any matchup as the Giants or has Cincy on it. And then their championship week, they have Arizona. Um, Kyler Murray should be able to move the ball okay, but I would trust the Eagles' front line to get after him enough to get a few sacks, maybe get a turnover or two. So I'm looking at the Eagles' defense um, as one to possibly pick up. Then maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they play Baltimore week 15. You don't love that. But then they play Tampa Bay. That's not awful. And then Carolina for their Week um, 17 Fantasy Championship matchup. You love, love, love that. Because Carolina's offense, they they just love to get sacked. Bryce Young loves to turn the ball over. So for Week 17 Championship, Jacksonville Jaguars defense is a really, really good one to pick up. And I'm also looking at the Vikings. Um, not necessarily week 16 when they play Detroit, but week 15 against Cincinnati, their backup quarterback. Week 17 championship game, they play Jordan Love and the Packers. Jordan Love's been playing better, yes, but he is prone to throwing the ball up for grabs and not being accurate. And when the Vikings played him earlier in the season, he had one of his worst games of the year. Vikings love to blitz. Jordan Love isn't super great against the Blitz. So those are some defenses to look into maybe acquiring and then defenses to move on from if you have them. Um, first is Detroit's defense. They've looked bad of late. They've been getting torched um, in every aspect of of offense, on running the ball, passing the ball. They've been getting torched. In their last games, they have Denver. You're not too scared of that. But then Minnesota, they have a good offense. They turn the ball over, but they have a good offense, especially when J.J. comes back. And then for the championship week, they play Dallas. You want nothing to do with that. Um, and then I'm looking at possibly the Bills. I don't want the Bills other than week 17. So week 15, they play Dallas. And I don't want the Bills defense for Dallas. Week 16, they play um, the Chargers. Chargers have a great offense. I don't really want the Bills defense there, but... Week six, week 17, I mean, on week 17, they play the Patriots. You could stream their defense there and be possibly get away with that. And week 18, they play Miami, and that's not the best. Um, and Miami's defense is one I'm wanting to move on from, um, especially after this week. You might be able to trade and get something for it because they've been playing really, really well. But their last two games especially, you don't really want to have their defense. Week 15, they play the Jets again, so that's a good defense to have. But then they play Dallas, and then they play Baltimore. You don't want that defense against those two really good offenses. And in Week 18, they play Buffalo. You don't want them there either. 
and then one defense that you're not going to move on from. They're just too good, but to be cautious about. That's the Cowboys defense because their last three games, other than Week 18, but are very difficult. They play Buffalo Week 15, Miami Week 16, and Detroit Week 17. All really good offenses that should be able to move the ball against them. Um, but you're still going to keep the Dallas defense and you have to play them. That's okay. They're still going to get some sacks, maybe some turnovers, but lower expectations. But if you have to have them for week 18, they play Washington. So look what they just did against Washington. Um, all right. Well, that's some players to look into acquiring or moving on from. And um, a little tip for your fantasy playoffs. Make sure that you have the backup to your star running back, have some handcuffs ready, have some players that have the potential to be boom or bust, um, and have some players that haven't really turned out yet, like a Tajay Spears, like a Zach Charbonnet. If Derrick Henry gets hurt or if Kenneth Walker is hurt for longer periods of time, these guys are really good to have on your bench just the stash and be hopeful for the future. When they're in the fantasy playoffs, maybe they'll be the starter. So just some guys like that, for example. And also, if you want to play a little defense against your opponent, um, especially for the rest of the year, look into the rest of your schedule. Look at the next week mainly. Because next week, week 13, there's a ton of teams on by. Get prepared um, because you might, most likely, you have some players that are on by your quarterback, your tight end, especially those positions might be on by next week. I know I have a lot. Baltimore's on by. Minnesota's on by. There's a few other teams I'm not thinking of right now. But look at week 13 and be prepared ahead of time. Maybe pick some guys up before the game start on Sunday to um, put on your bench to be able to put in to that spot for week 13 for you or for your opponent. If your opponent in week 13 is missing their quarterback, missing their tight end, missing a receiver, Pick up who you believe would be their option at that spot. Put them on your bench so they cannot have them. A little defense can go a long way, especially right now and even in the playoffs. Um, if you notice that your opponent, they might be weak at a certain position, pick up a player that they might want and stash them on your team so they can't have them for the playoffs. Just a little defense to get prepared for the rest of this season and get you prepared for the fantasy playoffs. Well, I hope that was some good information for you guys to perhaps pick some guys up, move on from some guys. And as we always do, that's enough about fake football. Now let's get real. And in today's segment, I want to talk about testimonies. And we're going to go over um, the verse in Revelation, Revelation 12, 11, And it says this, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So they triumphed over the enemy first by the blood of the lamb. That's important. Christ's blood is first always. But then second, they triumphed over him by the word of their testimony. Testimonies are powerful. I don't think, I don't think people are um, maybe fearful of sharing their testimony or hold back on it but if you do don't be testimonies are so powerful i always say it's god's story it's what he wrote down to take place 
And of course, I got to share it. It might be, I might be involved, but it's his story. So for example, one of my testimonies um, is when I had um, social anxiety and depression as a kid. So it started in eighth grade, the second semester. I did not go to school anymore. I did not go at all. I skipped school. I faked being sick, all those things. And then at the end of the year, I tested out to be able to go to ninth grade. And in ninth grade, it was very similar. I missed a lot of class. I didn't really want to be in school because I had so much social anxiety. I didn't really want to be around people. I just wanted to be home. And the social anxiety kind of made me a little sick, a little sick to my stomach. And I, my parents got me a counselor during that time, but they really couldn't afford it. The counselor really helped. I want to start with that. Counselors really help. If you're struggling with anything, look into getting help from a professional. That's what they're there for. That's what God put us on the earth for, to help each other out. The counselor for um, for me during that time really did help. My parents couldn't afford her, so I quit going and started going back downhill. Went to school a little bit, but I just didn't go. And I tested out again in ninth grade. And then in 10th grade, I didn't go at all. I went to the first day of school on Friday, didn't go back the rest of the year, dropped out of school. And my parents were really concerned. They didn't know what to do. And I spent about two years of my life doing absolutely nothing, just staying home, playing video games, watching movies. I had one friend during that time that I would go to his house, hang out, you know, chill, play video games, watch movies, just talk. Um, and I remember he had a sister who um, I wanted to get to know more. Um, and I'll be honest, I uh, at that time I thought thought she was attractive, so I wanted to get to know her. Um, and she was going to this Bible camp, and I thought, hey, you know, um, at that time I had a full time job, which really did help. I worked at Walmart, um, getting around people, getting out of the house that that helped. But I thought, you know what, I want to go to this Bible camp. I want to get to know or maybe be a friend and possibly if it presents itself even more at that time. I was eight, 17, 18, I believe. I think it was 18. Um, and so I decided to try to apply for it. Now, I was too old. I think the cutoff date was 17, but the youth pastor at the time decided to let me go. Let me go to this Bible camp um, because I hadn't gone before and they wanted to um, do me a solid. So I got the time off of work. I went to this Bible camp and it was just amazing. I felt God's presence stronger than I ever have. And when I got back from that, I told my mom, um, I want you to call up my brother because he was um, getting his ministry degree. Call him up. I want to be baptized next weekend. And she was just floored. She was so surprised. So like, oh, okay, yes, we'll do it right away. And then that next weekend, I got baptized in front of all my friends and family. Um, it was just such a powerful moment. And um, yeah, it's, it's just God's story. I'm so glad that he saw me. It's truly the um, sheep, the 99 sheep. God leaves the 99 to go find the one. I was the one at that moment because I was truly, truly lost. If God didn't search me at that moment, I would not... I would not have done anything with this life. I would have just stayed home with my mom. I'd probably still be living with her and not just having a basic job, which having basic jobs is good. It's solid, but I would not have had any goals in life. 
And we all should have goals in life. We all should strive to improve some things in our life, to want a little bit more um, than what we're at. And I'm so glad that God saw me. Um, and he sees you guys too. If you're struggling with anything, God sees you. If you're struggling with depression or social anxiety like I did, God sees you. Um, counseling is very important as well. Um, the counselor I had was so helpful. And I'm so glad that I had that time with that counselor. I wish I had more time, but the way my parents were at that moment, during that time, we just couldn't afford her. It was an hour drive and a lot of money, and it just couldn't happen. And that that's happened sometimes. But if you're able to get help, go get it. It is so important, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining in in this trade deadline special. Um, I hope you learned a lot. I hope you can look into improving your team, um, making a push for the playoffs, and maybe having success in the playoffs, try to bring you home a championship. If you need any help in this fantasy season, I want to do whatever I can. You can reach me on social media, Fantasy Football CU, without the vowels, and Fantasy Football. And um, you can find my website, fantasyfootballcu.com. Lots of um, courses, lots of training courses that teaches on every aspect of fantasy football, even daily. Um, if you're interested in daily fantasy, there's a training on that. There's Dynasty. There's so many things you can look into. And there's also our membership side. Um, we have a membership site where you can ask any questions you want. We'll have weekly videos, weekly webinars to join in, give you some information on this um, the week that's going on, and ask any question live that you want. And I'd be happy to look at your lineup, maybe give you some pointers. I and mean, then right now, we're having a sale on um, all of our courses and on our membership side. Um, if you go to the website, use the code um, THNKFL35, basically is thankful35 without any vowels, you'll get 35% off any course. This And this is good until Tuesday, till the 28th. So be sure to use that, utilize that coupon code. 35% off is huge. Thank you guys so much. Hope to see you guys again next week when we go over the week 13 preview. It's crazy to see that we're going so quickly during this season. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.